Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, oh, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey, um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Hello! Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to Episode 9. We are Weezer! You are Weezer. I am Rachel. I am Rick. And welcome. And welcome back, smart everybody. Smart Girls! Yeah, we're going to talk about Smart Girls this week. <laughs> But before we get to that, um, how are you? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm carrying a lot of stress this weekend. How's the baby? Oh, he's so cute. He's really cute. He's he's overriding all of my brain chemistry. Okay. All I do is think about him and care about him. Mm, yeah, sounds about right. He's adorable. He's grown up so fast. He's he's big already. He looks very he's different. A he's a little only, bit chunky, but he's a chunker. It looks good. like he's wearing a fat sweater, like a sweater made of fat. <laughs> It's going to go away. Like he's going to get, he's getting ready to grow. That's why they get the chunk. He's going to lengthen soon. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that though. I hope yeah. so. All the men in my family are tall. What's up with your stress? Um, All of those times in my previous life where nothing was happening are now filled with baby, mm-hmm. but all the old stuff is still happening too. Mm-hmm. So everything's like a bit of a frantic mess. Everything you think you know how to do without thinking about it. You just add a baby into it and you're like, welcome, welcome to the world of being a parent, but I wouldn't have it any other life. way. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it, but it's just a learning curve. He's only two and a half months old, by the way. Yeah. It's not like it I have is. a four year old and I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, I'll come talk to you in a year and see how you feel. Cause see how I look. Yeah. I mean, I think it probably takes that long to yeah. wrap your brain around some kind of flow. Yeah. But I love it though. It's an adventure every day. It, it's fun. You're yeah. all learning. He teaches me a lot that I didn't realize he would about myself and my temperament and my capabilities. He's like a mirror. Yeah. It, you behave a certain way, you know? Because babies are really just like silent treatment that you have to take care of. What do you mean? They just never say anything back. Yes. So you're constantly projecting onto them what you think they're thinking. They be, they're like little Rorschach tests. <laughs> I look at him. I'm like, I see a butterfly. I see a trash can. I see debt. I don't think he can see that far. No, he can't. I have to get really close. And all of a sudden he's like, whoa, that's what you look like. (laughs) He's upset. And I'm just kidding. My son loves me. Um, How are you? I'm good. Uh, We are buying a house officially. Um, Inspections were done yesterday. So, Well, firstly, congratulations. And it's, it's good that you and I are doing as much as possible to be as stressed out as possible. Yes. I love having way too much on my plate, apparently. Yep. It's a thing I do. If you're going like. to spin plates, spin every single one of them. Yeah. Let's do it. All the plates. I like it. Uh, we're really excited, though, because we're going to have an actual yard. So it, it's all worth it. I'm really happy for you. As a as a recent house purchaser myself, it is the best choice. If you can do it. If you get to that point where your rent is like just a little worse than a mortgage, find a way. To get a house if you can, because 
it is so much better. I'm looking forward to playing my music as loud as I want and um, having get-togethers that don't feel too squished because people will still complain about your music. Yeah, but I won't feel bad about it because we're not sharing a wall where I watch a loud movie or something. It'll be, it'll be fine. Exactly. That's good yeah, times. I'm excited. Good things up ahead. Um, we're still kind of riding on the high of a new album announcement last week. Yes. And a new um, song. How's Mexican Fender sitting with you a week later? Still like it. Yeah, I dig it too. Yeah. Uh, there's either a plane crashing in the background or just landing somewhere. There's some kind of missile coming in. This could be the do, last do, episode. Do, 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 do. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, Mexican Fender is still pretty good. I realize how much of a pop song it is. Yes. feels that way more so than ever, and it really makes me wonder what we got coming down the pike for the album. I really I want more. We want more. It is a pop song, but I don't think it if it's on a, a album full of maybe not or maybe more it'll be it should be interesting yeah, we'll see we'll mm-hmm. see in just two short months oh to the day actually oh my gosh do, 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 do. two months away alert alert pacific daydream coming away <laughs> um but this week um we're smart gonna girls? we're gonna talk about smart girls off of 2010's Hurley, which is not affiliated with a clothing brand, but is, but was not named because of Hurley from Lost, but is, but who knows? But that's not the point of the show. We're just going to talk about one song this week. But we've got a couple of things to chit chat about before we get there. Yes. Uh, Fudongo on Instagram has the coolest drawings. He's a very creative guy. He's been tagging us and doing some cool artwork. And so check him out. And. Thank you. And a little check-in from Corey. I couldn't find the email to verify which one. What up, dog? I know. Hi, Corey. I know that he got the um, – he pre-ordered the CD, and I think he got the keychain. You got a keychain. So that's exciting. Should we talk about our, our little plan for Corey? Or What's our plan for Corey? I don't know. Well, I mean, we talked in the kitchen about it. Oh, no, it'll be a surprise. Let's wait till we do it and then announce it. Okay. Well, can we do it? Of course. Okay. Well, we'll find out. We'll ask. Corey, we're basically going to talk about you at the beginning of each episode. So <laughs> yeah. enjoy waiting two weeks to find out what's going on well, with you. Well, because, you know, I think that number one fans deserve a spot somewhere. Right? Yeah. As a fan, where fans go. Yeah. Do, do, do. Number one. Okay. Also on Instagram last night, Weezer was live, took some pics, posted them. They did. They did not do Mexican Fender. And they won't. They don't ever play live songs from the album that actually comes out during that time. Yeah. They're probably going to wait till the album comes out to play the Mexican Fender. Because right? it technically feels like Summer was the lead single of that album. And they have been playing that. So technically they've been playing that. Yeah. Not the White Album, right? I think just California Kids. I think because it's a good opener and they have the Tower 28 behind them on stage. So I mean, it'd be stupid well, not to play any White Album songs. feels like Summer's on Pacific Daydream. So I think you could count that one as not the White Album. So the only one. Wait, did they do any White Album songs? California Kids. Oh, was that on there? 
Oh, on the Instagram thing? No, on the on the set list. You know, I'm not sure. I, think I don't it, think it was. I think it opens most of the shows right now. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into the set list thing. I understand that you guys have a lot of really recognizable hits and the kind of shows that you're playing call for your bigger hits, but, you know, something else. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm beating, How a, dead, about some beating smart a dead horse girls? on that one. Because I could go for that at a concert, really, I think. I mean, that would be a romper. That'd be a lot of fun. I think kids would like it to dance to. I think I personally would jump around to that song. Eh? Eh? Yeah. Eh? Um, our, what's our topic for the beginning of the show this week? Um, <laughs> wait, did I go, did I go too fast? No, no, no. We, we don't have a structure here. We okay. have just a plot of ideas we want to get to. However, okay. um, we're running a little long here already, but that's okay. Let's I want to, to discuss an article that I saw this week, uh, from enemy magazine, the, Top 10 Weezer songs of all time. Um, primarily because I think it's a pretty good list. And in the Weezer fan club, I think I said something to the effect of, this is the list that I would give any Weezer doubters and say, doubt no more. Uh, enemies so, top 10 of Weezer songs. Troublemaker, LA Girls, No Other One, This Is Such a Pity, The Good Life, Peak Triangle, Buddy Holly, Say It Ain't So, El Scorcho, and Undone. In yeah. that order. Yeah. Do we like that list? I I like the list. Yes. Is it my top ten? No. We agree with... I agree with them on two. Of two out of ten? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. No. I, I feel like this list is a really good cross-section of the strongest songs from certain eras, although it eliminates tons of songs from lots of places. Well, that and it relies so heavily on the first two albums. That wasn't the name of the article, though. Weezer's ten best songs. Yeah. Weezer's ten best songs. Well, I mean, not strongest songs of all time, or or something. Well, you know, it's like their uh, opinion uh, on their. I know that. I'm saying my opinion is that in the list, it is all very strong songs of certain eras that make really strong statements about yes. the quality of the band. Like if you're going to say this is what Rivers is really good at doing. These are the songs that are just really powerful. Troublemaker is a strong statement. L.A. Girls is a super traditional Weezer song. No other one? I don't know. That's a little too much of a deep cut. That's a little weird. So maybe the list falls apart. I don't know. Top tens See? are a weird thing. Um, This is such a, I mean. This is such a pity is a great track that everyone should listen to because I feel like they'd say, whoa, this is Weezer? Yeah. Wow. It's a good one. And we already know the it good one. It didn't life. make it to my top 10 though and same with pink triangle oh i feel like pink triangle is river's ultimate awkward interaction with women song mm, we can talk about that later yeah we'll have to we'll probably dive into i don't know man i feel like you could do a doctoral thesis yeah, you could on do his. it all day <laughs> there could be another podcast oh can we can we let's like research and write a paper on uh Rivers and his women in song. Uh, I don't know if I want to go down that dark road. You'd be there all day, literally. All my life. But uh, we are going to compile the songs into a playlist um, on our Spotify. So give it a spin and let us know what you think if you want to. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you can respond um, via our Instagram or let us know on our Facebook page. Uh, give us your top tens. Let us know how you change the list if you want to. It's up to you. So I did. I had to do my top ten so that I could kind of compare and contrast with enemies. And I agree with them on The Good Life, which I know you do as well, and See It Ain't So. But after that, I, I go in a different direction. And top tens are very hard to do. So I also did a top 21 which I felt way more comfortable with. And I'll make a I'll make a playlist for Rachel's top ten, enemies top ten, and then when everybody else does their top tens and lets me know what they are, I'll do that too. So we can have some fun with that. I'll probably drop in a top ten at some point as well. But Well yeah, I'll put it on the Spotify so people can hear your top ten when you when you figure it out. My version of Weezer is better than your version of Weezer, Rachel. Are there any other uh, songs on there? Like, what would you take off of Enemies? I would take off no other one. Okay. Um, I think it's kind of a middling track from Pinkerton anyway. It's not even in like my top of that record. In fact, I think I skip it a lot, which I maybe is sacrilegious. You're not supposed to skip any of Pinkerton, but I do. Um, but it's all a these... good one. I... All, all the other ones on here. I mean, Troublemaker Rivers wrote. Oh no, he wrote Pork and Beans as a reaction to there not being any radio hits on the Red Album. But Troublemaker is Rivers's ego in Overdrive. I love it. It's so good. I mean, I understand that it's a late era Weezer song, so it's got a bit of a reputation for maybe not being as great as the early stuff. But that's such a BS argument to make anymore, and it's such an easy one. But Troublemaker is full of true unfiltered rivers you know the the content of troublemaker is is a a great gateway to all of the other weezer songs and i think if you understand who rivers is you understand other songs like buddy holly or el scorcho more or pink triangle more because of songs like troublemaker that's how like same with the the greatest man that ever lived although i don't know if that's about him that oh yeah it is Okay. The greatest man that ever lived is absolutely about him saying, I don't have to follow the rules. I'm a genius songwriter. Don't box me in. I can do 10 different genres of music in seven minutes. I heard it wasn't though. Step off. I heard it was about like a teacher he had or a music teacher. I don't buy that for a second. Where did you hear this? My friend Christine. No. I don't want to hear friend of she a friend said stories. She heard, she said... I'm just a friend of a friend. No, no, I don't want to hear singing either. I want, I want the greatest man that ever lived to be My about Rivers. Christine has a friend who heard an interview where Rivers said it was about a teacher that he had in music class. So my friend Lisa's dog walker's ex roommate's college professor's assistant. No, I don't care. No okay. way. Well, although if you guys out there in listener land can corroborate, please, because I would actually like to know. Yes. Well, I mean, we can do that song soon, too. Look what top tens do to us. Stupid top tens. We almost got divorced this episode. No. No, we'll be together for as long as Weezer makes music. <laughs> uh, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Michael and Carly, we're going to do a tribute show next episode. Yeah. And we really, really need you guys to send in some audio. Yeah, of you guys singing along with Michael and Carly. Singing Michael and Carly, singing the chorus of Michael and Carly. Any part of the song that you want to send, it could be three words, it could be three chords, 
Um, as long as it's an audio file, we're doing a project and it'll be cool. It would be lovely to have it for the episode. Uh, in the case that we don't, it's going to happen. Okay. Right. But I trust you guys out there to send us something. Please. Pretty please. Um, but yeah, let's move into song discussion. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty ready. excited to talk about this song. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of this, but <laughs> it should be pretty good. It's a good one. It's a gooden. All right. We'll be right back with you. Okay. Where did all these smart girls come from? I don't think that I could choose just one. Where did all these smart girls come from? Someone tell me how to get me some. On the floor, in a car, on a seat, at the bar, wherever I go. That's where they Yeah, smart girls. Listen to that. Listen to that pop sensation. Somebody get Rivers a lozenge. Yeah, he's probably hurting after he recorded <laughs> that one. Uh, I think I texted you this, but like his voice makes me like makes my throat hurt listening to it. Yeah, he probably had to chug some honey or eat potato chips or something beforehand. I, I mean, also- listen, listen to this. out of control <laughs> i think there's something going on on hurley where he was trying different things with his voice maybe like accents i mean he definitely it's a little green threw day caution to the wind i mean yeah if green day was purposefully sloppy yeah i had read somewhere that this album was going to be like unrefined and and not recorded really well. But I mean, it sounds like a very clean pop recording where everything is done very purposefully. So I imagine he's like, I need my voice to sound like rubber bands and Ritalin. And it's just out of control. It's yeah. It, I, it's just, I don't know. It's I, for a second, I don't know why I'm stuttering so bad for a second. I was like, who is singing this song? <laughs> Cause it's so scratchy. Let's listen to who's singing this song. Like, how hard did he have to work to make sure all those names fit in? Uh, not that hard, I don't think. I could do that. Does it have to have the... You know, they have to be names that people recognize. He probably, these are names of real women, too. Yeah. All anyway, right. I, I feel like this this song is one of those songs that really tests your Weezer fandom, you know? Yeah. I like it, though. On Hurley as a whole, I I like it top two, I think. I think this song and Memories are good. You know, there's a frustrating aspect to, to Hurley. Um that I still grapple with to this day. I mean, as I've said before, doing this podcast has <clears throat> certainly softened my feelings towards some of the older recordings, especially as I, or um, not the older ones, like the late era ones where I've kind of discovered what makes them work. And I find that I like most of what is on Hurley, but where I don't care for it is just in its execution. Okay. I feel like nearly all the songs on here are just a couple of steps away from being 
really, really good, but then they get marred by crazy pop production. And that has less to do with the song being wrong than me just not liking it. So my opinion is really irrelevant, you know? No. As, as, I, as I've come to try to accept art on its own terms. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, but... I was trying to understand it, too. Like, on the way here, I was listening to it just to get a feel for the whole album, and I I don't. I don't understand where's my sex. I Which was, where's my socks? Because yeah. his little cute little daughter loses her socks. But, like, for instance, and you know, this is not the Hurley episode, but we have come to find that in talking about the songs, it's really important to contextualize the album that it's on. Yeah. And we'll try not to repeat ourselves because we're obviously going to be talking about multiple songs from just a handful of albums. But friends, let's go down the line. Okay. So memories just doesn't sound right to me. Um, I like memories. uh, There's just something about the, the way the drums sound. Like it just doesn't sound like Weezer. It doesn't Uh, fit. It feels like a song he wrote with another band for a pop compilation that went to like a teen movie or something. I think it does. Well, let's get, let's, Let's go back to Smart Girls. Well, well hold on though, because I'm not I'm not going to go crazy here. I just want to okay. say, like, Time Flies is a great um, lament on getting older and becoming irrelevant, but it's got that really crappy old school production on it and the the sort of like twinkly guitar in the background. It just yeah. could have been a good Weezer song, but instead it's just like a decent pop tune with really weird production. But yeah, Smart. We're here to talk specifically about Smart Girls. Why did we even? Decide on this one just to challenge ourselves a little bit because we hadn't done any songs from Hurley yet. So I wanted to try and get one song from every album soon ish. And I thought, well, it's not very popular. So let's just do it. Let's just let's do a Hurley get. song. Yeah. It's actually track number eight on Hurley. So it, it's a little bit of a listen to get to it. Yeah. It was really. You've released. gone on quite a journey if you've gotten to Smart Girls already. Yes. Yes. Um, it was recorded or released September 14th, 2010, and it's three minutes and 11 seconds long. Should have said a lot of Weezer songs are three minutes and 11 seconds. 311. Maybe they're big fans of 311. I, I am. <laughs> Come original, everybody. Yes. Amber. Whoa. <laughs> I really no? love. No, I look to your right. I have 311 CDs right there. I flip and love 311. Nice. Like nobody's I've business. I've seen them. I'm trying to convince my wife to let us go on a 311 cruise, but I don't think she likes stoners that much. Yeah. There's a 311 cruise? You say that like <laughs> there isn't a Weezer cruise? <laughs> That's what people, other people probably say. They're probably like, there's a <laughs> Weezer cruise? What? Yeah. People like 311 that much? I mean, the record industry is dead, so these guys got to make money somehow. So trap everybody on a boat, buy our merch. <laughs> Um, Epitaph Records is the label for this CD. They have a lot of different labels. I've, you know, going through this, it's like, oh, you guys change your labels, your producers. Once they left, once they left Geffen after Ratitude, they have, with the exception of the new album, hopped labels with each record. Epitaph for Hurley. I think they're Um, just looking for the right one, right? Yeah. I forget Republic for... Everything will be right in the end and now Crush, but they've made, they've stayed on Crush for the I White Album. I think that they'll stay Pacific. with Crush. They did. Or I think they'll stay with them for a while. Though. Oh, God, I hope so, yeah. Because that helps. The, that does have an influence on the recording and the, the direction of the band and the kind of music you get. Yeah, you got to have like a good vibe. Yeah. I mean, as much as it is Rivers just writing these songs and he's the very clear creative force, all of those other voices come into play. You know, there is a reason why all of the Geffen records are kind of of a suit. 
you know, and they really diverge at the end. I feel like there's always that we're at the end of our recording contract album. And that was Ratitude, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Poor Ratitude. I like Ratitude. Everyone's got a bad attitude about Ratitude. Knock it off, guys. Yeah. Give up um, the ghost. Personnel. So it was written by Rivers Cuomo, Tony Canal, and Jimmy Harry, and produced by Rivers Cuomo and Sean Everett. Rivers Cuomo does lead vocals, guitar. Brian does guitar, synth, and backing vocals. Scott plays the slap of the bass and <laughs> uh, backing vocals. Patrick Wilson on the drums and uh, Jimmy actually doing some guitar on this one. Oh. Yeah. Happy birthday, Tony. Oh, yeah. It's co-written by... No doubts, Tony Canal, and today is his actual birthday. Yeah. August, well, we're recording on August 27th to release on 9-2? Yeah. No. 3? 9-2 is a Saturday. 3? What day is it? Oh, I don't know. 29th? 30th? I don't know. What? Who are we? Tony? Uh, No doubt. Gwen? I mean, they've already worked with Gwen on a different song we talked about, right? Or no? Weezer? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Not Gwen. Maybe I'm tripping. You're tripping. I think that would be something She's on could... the six degrees. I'll have to... I oh. haven't updated that, sucker. I got to do that. Um, yeah, you'd think Tony Canal would be a really good choice to co-write a song about girls because he himself is the subject of such songs. Half of No Doubt's Love Lorne songs are about him. Mm-hmm. He was dreamy. Is he not dreamy now? think so that's sad sorry tony okay well uh, that's why he, this picture's on the, on the notes and not uh, well he's kept pictures. he's this kept busy he now is in dream car yes 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 um Davey havoc just a little bit about tony he his name is tony ashwin canal born 27 the 27th of august 1970 so he's 47 today and he's british i've heard him talk He's not British. Is he from England? Yeah. Huh. He or must maybe, have he must have moved here quite early. Or he maybe one of his parents is English and that's where they met and then they moved here. Because I know they're from OC or whatever. Anaheim? Yeah. Uh he's a music, musician, record producer, and songwriter. And the basis for No Doubt, which we already talked about. His other projects besides No Doubt, um Elon Atias, Pink. Miranda Cosgrove and Dreamcar. Do you know who uh, Alan Atias is? Ilan Atias? I have no idea, but yeah, I assume either. that's how you pronounce it. Why? Just because of how Atias. words. Yes. Because just how words work. Atias. Atias. Okay. I have no idea. I've never heard of the name. Sometimes I see these notes and I think I'm never going to dig into that any further. <laughs> um. Did you know that he wrote uh, three songs for the soundtrack of Fifty First Dates? It's ironic because you know who produced that album? Who? Nick Hexum from 311. Full circle. Mm-hmm. It always happens. There's about seven people who make all the music you listen to, guys. Um, I love that movie. Everyone loves that movie. Okay, good. Except those who don't. And as I've said before, if you don't, you're wrong. If you haven't seen it, see it. It is your traditional Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler movie. It's really cute. It's your traditional movie about how a man manipulates a woman suffering from amnesia <laughs> to love him. We've all been there. I mean, that's 
that describes most of my high school romances. I thought, as long as this girl doesn't know what I'm doing, it's okay. I'm always getting amnesia and needing somebody to remind me who I am every day. So yeah. you love me. Don't you realize that? <laughs> Let me help you remember, even though every day you wake up terrified that I'm this stranger. It's in Hawaii. I think Adam Sandler just likes to film in Hawaii. So he does every they, chance he gets, he has a Hawaii themed. They've said that flat something. out. He has said that flat out that he will choose to do a movie so he can travel with all of his buddies to where they shoot it. Which is probably, what's that one where they did in Africa? Blended? Blended? That was cute too. Oh Lord. That was a fun, that one was really funny too. That sounds like something I don't want to watch. Uh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, I, I recommend it. The last That's Adam cute. Sandler movie I saw was You Don't Mess with the Zohan. And then I stopped messing with Adam Sandler movies in short order. I think that that's the worst one I only ever, I think I saw it once. But anytime Drew Barrymore and them, him are together, it's a thing. Like, it's good. Don't worry. It's good. Try it. And by the way, I'm doing air quotes every time she says good. <laughs> so Jimmy Harry also helped co-write this song. I, I never even thought past the Tony Canal connection. So there's three people who wrote this song. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Harry is a Golden Globe winning songwriter and composer who lives in LA. And according to www.jimmyharry.com, he is committed to music, but uncommitted to a genre. And he's worked with Madonna, Kylie Minogue, Kelly Clarkson, Weezer, Pink and Santana. A quick tangent. Because mm -hmm. the I in pink is an exclamation point, do you have to say pink? Or is it just do you say pink? I think it's just pink. Well, I really like pink. You do? Oh, yeah. She's an amazing voice. Yeah. Girl's got range. I like her hits. Her last album was good. She's got a new one coming up. I don't know she, what it's called. Um, well, and there's, there's Jimmy with his wife at some awards something looks like a nice guy they're at the golden globes presumably where he won his golden globe ah okay there's a golden globe over his wife's shoulder he looks very happy and a g over his shoulder oh, okay that's that okay gotcha now sean everett i think he's the most interesting looking dude of the bunch and he produced the record yes way, so he produced this song did not he actually it. uh produced a lot of songs by weezer um, let's see. Hey, he was their go-to guy for quite a while. Oh my God. Look at that hair. Right. He won a Grammy. So who cares about his hair? Yeah. He's an interesting fellow. Um, brave new world. Everybody needs salvation. Hang on. Memories ruling me. Run away. Smart girls. Time flies. Train wrecks, which not that good. Unspoken. And where's my sex? So oh, train wrecks is on, a lot of like curly ones in the top for me. I love train wrecks. Really? Yeah, because I think it's about the band's relationship. Okay. And I like it for that reason. But again, the production and the way it sounds, it's just there's just something off-putting about it. Even for me listening to it after Ratitude, which itself has so many things that can be off-putting as a like an old-school Weezer fan, Hurley just has these sonic Ratitude, moments. Yeah, Ratitude's better. I mean, yeah. There's just sonic moments on Hurley that... But I like all the songs. I like the content. But I don't like the execution. Which we can't have everything we want. Carl, can you change the execution of Hurley for us, please? Yeah, for the 10th anniversary edition of Hurley, can you guys re-record it? <laughs> so that, uh, that sounds Rick's like, not annoyed. That just sounds like such a crappy thing to say. I like the record, but who knows? 
And not every song. I, I agree with you, but not on every song. You but, know? What, but what about Smart Girls? Let's talk about this song and what it's about. Um, so we do know that the song is about Weezer's relationship to women. It was originally called Hot Girls. Yeah. So it was originally called Hot Girls because of all of the women that you would be surrounded by were you a rock star and how being a married man, he can't do a gosh darn thing about it. Yes. But maybe he wanted to, but then you think like, no, I can't do that. So how long have they been married? If this is 2010. I think they got married in 2008, six. Okay. Kyo- him and Kyoko. That's been, a long time. So long 10 time. years now? Yeah. And the little kids are growing up. Ooh. It's a long, good job, guys. Yeah. Marriage is hard. Yes, it is. And I think, I mean, he's right though, because you can screw up your entire life and balance and happiness with one stupid person that really, you know, just yeah. seems like it might be fun. You might, can destroy maybe. your entire world and you don't realize how fragile that world is. and Until the, it's gone. So exactly. he's just being like a smart person, a normal person, I think. What's this? What are you doing? Hoping that you won't comment on it. <laughs> He's touching papers. There are some comments regarding. Um, Why can't you talk? Because I was trying to do it on the DL and now I've lost my train of thought completely. It's okay. Let's take a beat so I can edit this out. There's a comment about from Rivers about how um, changing it from hot to smart girls is like more respectful mm-hmm. and made him more comfortable exploring the topics. That's what I wanted to say. So. Um, so yeah, the marriage is a very fragile thing and I assume Rivers has never done anything to break the sanctity of, um, that marriage. We know of. I, I just don't see it. He seems like a, seems like a cool dude. I mean, I think they're people and they're normal people. So at least he can be honest in, in his music and, and say, look, I'm a normal dude. I, I'm tempted by these hot chicks, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, for any man to say that they're not interested in other women, they're flat out lying. It's just that, that where it gets blurry is the assumption is, well, they're going to do something about it. Right. For the most part, no, they're not. Well, and I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I think women do that too. Yeah. That sort of reversed sexist assumption that women... I mean, I don't think to the degree, I don't think you guys are wired to be like, oh my God, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. But mm. I do think No, that, not like every second, but yeah. men, when men you're are, at the store and you see a dude, way. a hot guy, you're like, hi. Yeah. And I mean, Hello. you mentioned the hotness or not hotness of a dude on almost every episode. Yes. Yes. I can't do that though. Well, I think I, Tony's dreamy. Jimmy, <laughs> he looks like a fun guy. Eh, he just looks like he takes too long on his hair. And a crazy hippie. But Rivers said of... um of hot girls that it is like back to the USSR from the Beatles white album in I don't the sense know that, that it sounds that. it's in an article from Rolling Stone. He's quoted as saying that rivers compares the Beatles, the song to the Beatles back in the USSR in the sense that it sounds like someone else writing a cheesy beach boys type of song. Yeah. I don't think Hot girls qualifies as a cheesy beach boys type of song. I think it qualifies as a cheesy type of rivers Cuomo song. It's definitely not close to beach boys because the beach boys were more mellow well there was an era of beach boys when it was just brian wilson and he had a lot of weird garbage okay that was way too experimental i just listened to 
pet sounds over and over and over and over and over. Exactly. My my knowledge of, of that is limited as well, of Beach Boys. There's more hits that I do listen to, but I, I pretty much cannot get enough of uh, of that one album. The very reason that the song is called Smart Girls instead of Hot Girls is why I think Rivers is not a scumbag. Because I feel like, remember when we were talking about Can't Stop Partying? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how the the drug references made him uncomfortable. So he's trying to find a way to make it something he could sing about. I think he changed it from, weird. I think he changed it from hot girls to smart girls to be respectful. Like he really wanted to write a song about, look at all these hot chicks around me. But he it was like, it was degrading to just call them hot girls. Well, and also same thing, right? Like, because being smart is hot. Uh, I don't think that's what this song is about. I think just the really fine ass chicks throw themselves at rock stars. But there's they're a whole... only throwing themselves. Well, and so the point is that they're only throwing themselves because they're rock stars, not because they're like, I really want to get to know you, Rivers. I just wonder how smart a woman is if she's living to throw herself at rock stars. Yeah, not very. But we can't judge in this day and age. This is true. No judgment, groupies. But changing it to smart girls does make it, in a weird way, childish. The song, like, the song sounds like something from a child's compilation. Like on the deluxe edition of Hurley, they includes that song, All My Friends Are Insects, Mm -hmm. from Yo Gabba Gabba. The Smart Girls sounds like a Yo Gabba Gabba song to me. Okay. (laughs) Like it's just so far removed from anything serious, but Hot Girls would be kind of offensive and even weirder. And the tempo of the song is like 30,000 times faster than anything Weezer does. The song rolls in pretty quick. It's a good one. Um, Ian Cohen of Pitchfork wrote in 2010, Smart Girls is laughably half-assed. That is brutal. Which is more than I can say about lyrics that lack so badly for any sort of detail that you could simply replace smart in the title with dumb or any other adjective. Such as hot. Okay, reviews like this really piss me off. No recording is laughably half-assed. Recording music is hard. It is a lengthy process and involves dozens of people. So, once again, a critic standing on high, butchering a piece of work without having really any knowledge of how the work gets done. Yeah. Were you there, Ian, when they were recording it? I don't think so. And I love that he says you can simply replace smart in the title with dumb or any other adjective. The hook and the point of the song is that the adjective was replaced. You are a dunce, Ian Cohen. Learn to pay attention. But he's also right. It's... uh. (laughs) <laughs> the lyrics the lyrics do lack badly for any sort of detail. Shut up, Ian, but you're right. <laughs> Look, life is not black and white. It runs on a gray line that's very blurry. Okay. But the, the lyrics are, you know, on the floor, in the car, on the seat at the bar, wherever I go, that's where they are. That sounds more like detritus and garbage, not people. And also, um, it just, the whole, the whole Hurley... It just wasn't well-received. No. And I think at that point, too, anybody anticipating Hurley was ready to dislike it because they had already disliked the two albums before. What was right before? It was the Red Album, Ratitude. If if you were were charting the course that Weezer was taking, you were not receptive. And I mean, that's why we're we're seven seven years later. I'm like, well, I like Hurley. I mean, I listen to the whole thing all the way through and I enjoy it. But the, the problems I can't ignore. But, you know, looking at the lyrics for Smart Girls, I do see the... I want to be a bad boy right now. Real me is dying to hang out. I know you know what I'm talking about. I've got a feeling you could show me how. I feel like that was the thesis of the song. 
and dollars to donuts. That's probably one of the first things he came up with. Uh, because that little stanza could be the start of a more serious song. Cause this is also kind of what jacked up is about. I think a lot of songs are about this. And I, and I love that, that he's like honest with how he feels and having feelings and being a normal person. And, uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's being like, Hey, yeah, I want to go. Let's, let's hang out lady. He, he's found a way over the last 20 years to just say, Hey, we're all a little creepy and we want what <laughs> we want. And he's dressed it up as pop music. Yeah. Alt music. Sometimes rap, sometimes history lessons. Yeah, I assume the British are to... coming is about women too somehow. <laughs> British, British general women. Uh... Now, do you think that, let's see. What? Do you think that Yumi, Sherry, Allison, Mary, Lisa, Brittany, Paula, Whitney, Debbie, Donna, and Tatiana, are you guys all out there? Because mm. we know Lisa's out there. I think they had the right amount of syllables. Yeah, they're either real people or just syllable appropriate. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Maybe both? Half-half? Yeah, probably. Fabiola. Hi. Hi, Fabiola. Have you ever met a Fabiola other than Pulp Fiction, who you didn't really meet, but that's the only time I've heard that name? Where did, where's Fabiola? Isn't it Fabiana? Oh, wait. Is it? Yeah, I just read them. Me too. No, it's Fabiola. Where? Uh, oh, Sheena, Fabiola. Lola, Fabiola. I think yeah. it's Fabiana. No, Fabiola. It's from Weezerpedia. That doesn't mean it's right. If Weezerpedia is not right. You know, as ever, digging into these songs has me find things that I really like. Like, I'm coming away saying, I dig this. Yeah, it's a good song. It's fun. It makes me want to, like, um, I'm driving, I'm dancing, I'm bopping. Are you driving while you're dancing? Is your kid in the car? Um, That's dangerous. (laughs) Uh, No, he's not. And I am. Driving and, and bopping and uh-huh. having fun. Um, I think, you know, if you're going to hear a song off of Hurley, check it out, dude. Yo. Check it out, yo. Hurley. Yeah. It's not one of the worst ones. I would say that Ruling Me is way better. Well, we'll have to talk about that on the Ruling Me episode. If we ever have the Ruling Me episode. <laughs> one Should day. Should we rate this bad boy? Uh, Yeah. You start first. Did you have another note? No, no. I, I think I don't think the song lends itself to a tremendously deep discussion. Uh, there's some interesting factoids about it for certain. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a pop song. It yeah, goes. Check it out. It's fun. It goes and moves, and it's about you, horny rivers and horny girls. rivers having women throw himself at them like poor thing bums trying to wash your windshield. <laughs> We're gonna rate smart girls. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm kind of sad about this rating. I'm sorry, smart girls. We're like, you know, this song's pretty good, and I get it now. And then we gave it a six. Yeah, I gave it a, a Scott and a vest. A, uh, let's see. You have it a Scott and a vest. I gave it a Weezer prom picture. I give it a smooch and a sexy blue album River's Head so for a total <laughs> of six. So six plus... Yours. Six. I um I did Lightning Strap, a Weezer prom pick, and a Blazer Brian, and I got six too. Yeah, so R and R gives you a six, smart yeah. girls. You're a six, smart girls. Which is still not bad. Which is probably like three to four. It's numbers. better than two, which is our lowest rating. We gave a song a two? I mean that's the lowest rating a song could get. Oh yeah. 
boy, what the hell song is that? If it wasn't Can't Stop Partying, I don't think we're ever going to get there. Oh, I'm sure we'll get there. Well, yeah. Well, oh, well, maybe you won't let me get there once we get to British or coming. I don't know. I assume <laughs> that six is three to four digits less than the level of hotness that the women who are the subject of this song have. Yes. Agreed. Tatiana sounds like an 11. Fabiola slash Anna, <laughs> probably like a six, but she's got a lot of personality and really throws it out there. So like, you know, she comes around the bend. She's not a traditional pretty. It brings her up a notch. Yeah. Okay. I mean, everybody's equal these days. Nobody's different and differences don't matter anymore. But Brittany, probably boring. Lisa, <laughs> we know Lisa's not boring because she's been the subject of so much Weezer goodness in the world, which I think uh, homegirl Amy's going to discuss. Yes. Uh, speaking of Amy, let's go get her. When we come back, we are going to go in the garage once more <laughs> with Aim Dog. All right. We'll be right back with you guys. Aim Dog. Aim Dog. So guess what, everybody? After a long, long absence, our homegirl and yours, Amy, has returned. Well, not really. We've returned A-malicious. to her garage. Amelicious humps. How are you feeling, Amy? I am good. I am good. I'm so sorry I've been MIA. No, no. We're glad that you're feeling better after your... Yeah. So for those people in the internet land, I had a concussion last time and probably wasn't going to make sense. When talking, although I, you could argue that I don't really make sense anyway. <laughs> that is untrue. Your garage segments are fabled across the land for both their quality and their reverence to the subject matter. <laughs> you make so much sense; it hurts. Yeah, it adds up to a dollar. I, I will. I'll go with that. I appreciate your your rubbing my ego a, yeah. a lot. All right, don't talk dirty. This is a family podcast. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Is really a family podcast? Uh, actually, it's not because it stupid iTunes, once you say one bad word, you're eternally uh, explicit. So let's just go crazy. I mean, you can say whatever you want but now. We can just drop as many F-bombs as possible at this point. You know exactly. What, you know what I have to say to that? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yes. Fuck! In, uh, the, in the motherfucking garage. Welcome yeah, to the yeah. Welcome to my Welcome to the- <laughs> Sorry, right. sorry, Corey's fucking parents if he can't listen anymore. Oh my gosh. Sorry, Corey. No. Oh, you shouldn't say those words. You yeah. should not say those words. We got it all out. Yeah. It's out of We're the done. sis. We're done. We're good. Yeah. So what tasty yeah. treats do you bring today, Amy? What do we got? What are we talking about? So while this episode was about smart girls, I thought I would come up with a list of the Weezer songs named after women, specifically using their names. All right. Ooh, there's a bunch. So there's I have a, a lot. top seven. There is a lot. So I have a top seven songs named after women. All right. Well, All let's right. just go down this list, E. Take us down. Yeah. Lead yeah. the way. And the, these, and I, I this is, uh, full disclosure, this is my preference list. So this is my top seven. I don't expect everybody to agree with me, and that's totally fine. Um, so let's go. Yeah. So number seven is Cleopatra, which is a fantastic song in and of itself. If you can get over the fact that they say the name wrong. Don't you mean over 
Cleopatra. Patra. Patra. Do you think back in the day they called her Patra? They're Patra. Like, What's up, Patra? We do have no. to wonder why Rivers added so many extra syllables. Well, syllables. He's obsessed. Sound better, maybe with the beat. But no, they would not have. So, fun fact: I have a bachelor's in history, specifically classical history. Uh huh. So for me and my history nerd nerddom, the, the fact that they say her name wrong repeatedly is just like on a whole other level of pet peeve. <laughs> Can't you even accept it on an artistic level? No, I can't. I cannot. I, I agree. Cannot. It's, it's annoying. Not. Sorry. So say like it right for us, please. This- it doesn't work in the song melodically. How do you say it pro- properly? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Cleopatra. Oh. Yeah, see, now you know exactly why he did it. No. I mean, I know. I understand why they would do that. I just, couldn't they have changed the beat? <laughs> no. It could be Cleopatra. <laughs> but see, Amy, Amy if, it like were it. That, if it were that, it wouldn't be good. It would be better. You're right. It would Agreed. be good. It would be better. It would be uh, historically proper and correct, which I think Rivers could get on board with as well. I, I agree. Also, <laughs> another reason why I put this song at the bottom is uh, another pet peeve of songs of mine is counting in songs. Um, <laughs> You've told so, us that before. <laughs> so I don't really like the counting at the end. Um, is that... And yeah, I'm what is he doing? He's like doing like 10, 20, 15, 40, 5, 10, 15, 20, 15, 20 25, 30, 35, 40. It's like, you're why? older. Um, you're why? older. Yeah. I don't know, but this song sounds like it's ripe for its own discussion one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. With special guest Absolutely. Amy yelling mm-hmm. at us. <laughs> <laughs> I will happily yell and be that disgruntled. Okay, so also FYI, we got a new kitten. So you may hear things just randomly falling Aww. and that would be little um little kitten what's his name again baseball over his name is orion lord of the highlands that's his soul i name. like it oh 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 yeah. orion lord of the highlands <laughs> you just said exactly. that i don't know if you guys have o'reilly auto parts in texas <laughs> but everyone from california <laughs> everyone from california okay. will know what i just did oh gosh oh, we, we have them here in texas okay so you have that commercial too Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. All right, well, who's number six? Or wait, do you have any more number interesting six? information about Cleopatra? Oh, uh, oh, and I don't know the meaning of the song. I looked over the lyrics, and I don't know if it's him talking about being in love with an older woman or the actual historical figure. I, think I have it's, no idea. I think it's the historical figure, con- considering the album that it's on, mm-hmm. already having another yeah, historical yeah. song. I mean, and really, Cleopatra would have been... It's up his alley. Would have would have been one of the... I mean, if Rivers yeah. were around back then, he probably would have fallen in love. Pinkerton would have been written about her instead of that Cleopatra. Japanese girl. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but at the same time, you never know. True. So. Number two. Okay. Number six? six. Number six, because we're counting down, is Miss. Sweeney. And the, the reason this one is so low for me is because it's the song I'm the least familiar with. Oh my I listened God. to it for the first time like three days ago. It is easily in the top 10 of their late era stuff. That is a, a, an amazing song. It is a fan fave for sure. 
It's it a good is, one. It is delightful. It, it is. It's really good. It has and some of the best imagery in a Weezer song, like the the dorky office situation and the the very beautiful assistant person and the boss who doesn't know what his feelings are. Ah, oh, that song's so great. I can. I want it, a, it I want is a song. delightful. And it's off I'm the not Red a album. Huge fan of the Red album personally, so any of the the B sides, I really didn't get into. Which I know I don't know if my Weezer cred is going down as this episode's going to go on. So no, I I think you it's helping you to hear new stuff and expand your Weezer listening horizons. It's uh, yeah. It's fun to note that the song was co-written with the uh, band's former assistant, Sarah Kim. Former assistant or current assistant? I don't think she, she's their assistant. She hasn't been credited on the albums for a while. Hmm. I think since Hurley. She probably moved on to bigger and better things. Maybe. But um, I wonder if the song is also partially about her, too. Kind of the way that uh, Mexican Fender is about uh, Katie Goodman, but not really about Katie Goodman. Right. Like there's a story in it. Uh, regarding kind of yeah uh-huh. rivers likes to pick and choose what he wants from reality even, yeah even if it verges into creepy which is i think that's good because you don't want to like be a weirdo and be like yeah i was thinking about you last night <laughs> heavy breathing with my wife <laughs> in my bed <laughs> yeah yeah so as i was listening to this song because i listened to it a few times and read the lyrics i was like this song's kind of creepy because it sounds like it's about this this boss who was in love with his administrative assistant, and I was like, that could be like borderline harassment, sexual harassment. So that's where I I took it. Okay. So number five. The song's kind of creepy. It's a, it's a great song, but just kind of creepy, in my <laughs> opinion. Well, you got to take it in context, and just it's. Just, He's probably just picking and choosing, so it's not creepy if it's just about, you know, random person. Yeah. And not specifically someone. How yeah. about number five? Number five, I have Oh Lisa. Ah, good B-side. It's a, it's a great B-side off the Green album. I don't think I've ever heard this song. That's a good tune. You need to, you need to put on some headphones it, after this episode. Okay. It, I wanna do you. Whoa, is that what he yeah. says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically a song about him wanting to get back together with his ex by saying, I want to do you over and over again. <laughs> and so because we're talking about smart girls, I figure Lisa is smart because we all have that one ex who continues to try to get in our pants, even though we're like, no, I don't I don't want that. I we're done, buddy. For a reason. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, so yeah. Lisa definitely had her hooks and rivers because she has appeared in more than just this song. Is Lisa the one that he dated after her boyfriend passed away? Maybe. But she's the subject of, oh, girlfriend, do you want to get high? And, oh, Lisa. And she's name dropped in Smart Girls, if it's the same Mm. Lisa. We'll have to look it up. Very interesting. But in the lyrics, uh, he says... Oh, Lisa, can you love me again? I'll be holding on till then. I'm wanting to. I want to do you. I want to do you. I want to do you. Times three. I really, really, really want to do you. A lot. Oh, wait. We're an explicit show. I really, really, <laughs> really, really want to fucking do you. I think you could just take out the ING and 
the DO. Yeah, but we're not that explicit. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> All right. Number four? Do we? Huh? Num- number four. Oh my, this is probably one of my favorite. It's one of the most fun songs that I, I just love it. It's Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. One I of love my this very, song. I do too. And I, I really feel like Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory are people I went to high school with. And I just feel like they have the best time ever and get into so much trouble. I just, I love this song. It's a fun song. And it's, it's, I don't, I just want to be BFF with these two. I was BFF with these two in well, high school and college. I have a fun fact for you. Uh, they're real people. They are, I think, teachers at Rivers's kids' school. And I think they were at a, like, after school program or a play or something. And he ran into them. And they were talking about when they go on vacation and they're not having to work or worry about the kids anymore, they turn into Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. Those are their nicknames that their husbands gave them when they're having fun and party time when it's summer um, because they're teachers and they're off in the summer. And so that's where he got the, the names from. But then he, you know, that song, they added a bunch of other stuff into it. Yeah, that song is is full of lyrics that are completely bibble babble. Yes, I don't know what that song's about, but that's a that's a great great Weezer tune. And if you look at the credits for the White Album, they are thanked in there. Elaine, they're real people. Elaine and Dory, you'll see. I love it. Yeah, and it's also just a great fun summer song because absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you too. And God, yeah. God is a woman. God is a woman. I, I love that, like the whimsical this about uh the song they mentioned mermaids which i love mermaids who doesn't and, love mermaids and, uh, who doesn't who doesn't god and, and the fact that they mentioned god is a woman to me is just i i'm a, a, a feminist at heart so when i when i heard that, i hope I so yes, finally and we all finally. know if god is a woman she is alanis morissette if you have seen Absolutely. dogma <laughs> yeah uh, dogma is one of my favorite movies it's a good one yeah, good. I didn't think you were going to go there, and I didn't know what you were talking about, and then... You know, Amy, I'm listening, I'm hearing you talk about this list, and I'm I'm hearing some songs that I like, but I'm not hearing some songs I expect. Who? who what's number three? Number three is Jamie. There it is. Jamie. Yeah. I need you to know, I need you to know now how. This one is on my top ten list. My, my friends... It's such a fun. My friend's car is named after this song. His Aww. car's name is Jamie. Will? I, I don't want to reveal Will's entire life on this podcast, but yes. <laughs> I had a car named Carly, but it got totaled, and I couldn't name the new car after the old car. So. No. Well, you could. Carly 2? No. I think I named it Suzanne. <laughs> I don't oh, name my cars. That's a good one. Yeah. What? My car's name is Alfred. <laughs> I like it. So, so you could be Batman. Number three is Jamie. Do yeah. tell us why. God, yes. this is a good song. Yeah. So, well, A, it's a great song. And I I love this song. And I, I was looking at information on this song. And Jamie, this, this, whole, this whole song is a sweet ode to the band's first lawyer named Jamie. Uh, I don't remember her last name off the top of my head. Is that a, really but, a picture of her? Yeah, oh. and she has Buddy Holly glasses. Which I love it. I'll tell you right now that even if I saw this picture out of context, I would just assume she's a lawyer. <laughs> right? Right. 
And a, a fun fact, Matt Sharp also wrote a song about her off the first Sprinkles album. And that song is Please Let That Be You. Now, I wonder what fun fact. how that is about her. Like, why would he want that to be her? I don't know. It's Matt Sharp. <laughs> Everything Let's that guy not. does is enigmatic to the point of, I don't care. Let's not try to figure <laughs> him out. Like, he's so mysterious that I don't want to find out. I just go with it. Yeah. Matt but Sharp. This song is so sweet and amazing and lovely. I love it. It is. If you haven't heard it, guys, check it out. It's really, really good. And this next one that oh, I'm looking wait. at. Wait, wait, sorry. Jamie, oh. interesting factoid about that. That song was recorded uh, live uh, only using two microphones or something like that. A, a kid in college did his thesis on engineering with Weezer. He's like, hey, can I record you guys? And they said yes. And it was done in one take, I think. Wow. That's cool. Wow, so I didn't a, know that. It's played live and it's a really, it's very uh, technically a lo-fi recording, not very complicated, but it's got so much personality. That it's song great. is amazing. Yeah. That's the song on DGC. D, heh, Rarities. DGC Rarities. Uh-huh. Going back to the original show. Oh, we have that one. That was my nerd voice. <laughs> um, th- this is my nerd voice. This is, I assume, how people hear me when we're broadcast on the <laughs> internet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is just my nerd voice. It's myself. Uh, I just got weird. But we love your nerd voice. Yes. <laughs> All right, number two. Number number two. Can we talk about number two? So the, number two is Suzanne, which was the uh, first B-side I had ever heard in my life. And? I remember, I remember the exact moment I heard this song because it was right after the Green album came out, and I was really getting into Weezer. Uh-huh. And I was driving around with my friend, and she had made a, well, we didn't have mixed tapes at that point. There were mixed CDs. And this song was on there. And it, 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 I, I immediately was like, oh, my God. Like, what is this? What is this song? This is a Weezer song? What the crap? So it's I so immediately good. went home and used a illegal way to obtain this song. Bearshare? LimeWire? Kazaa? <laughs> No, Napster. Uh, <laughs> Metallica is so disappointed yeah. in you right now. Uh, fuck Metallica. <laughs> That's um, what I have to say to that. It's almost but freeing to be able it. to say that part because you can just talk like a normal person. It's nice. It is nice. <laughs> but I, I downloaded it and I, I still have that CD somewhere with that, that illegal Aww. download. I have since bought the... Um, the Blue Album Deluxe, because it has that song remastered on there, and it is such an, a beautiful, amazing Weezer song. I love it. It's mm-hmm. one of the tops. I, it's one of the sweetest songs they've ever written. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are two versions of it, it mm-hmm. by the way. There are two versions out there. There's the one that they recorded as a B-side to, I think, Undone, and then they re-recorded it for the Mallrat soundtrack, or vice versa. I feel like one came before the other, oh, but there's I didn't two... Know that distinct sounding versions of the song and they're different like what's the difference compositionally it's the same but you can hear that the recording is different and they were produced by different people um i didn't know recorded by the band the other one was recorded by rob cavallo who does weezer and it definitely has a different sound or weezer who does green day back then like he produced dookie it just has a different sound to it i like the version off of the mall rat soundtrack more oh i'll have to check it out yeah that's weezer for you seven versions of every song i like it though do you, do you wonder how you're going to find it? 
I have a plethora of Weezer CDs. I know. I it's, can see. I have it in this room. It's in one of those boxes right there. I need to. Can I borrow it? Of course. Okay. I can make you a rip while we're right here. Oh my gosh, I like that. So I, I'm not going to say it, but I have a distinct feeling. Of, oh wait, sorry. Suzanne was their artist and repertoire uh, uh, representative at Geffen Records, meaning she probably saw something in their music, which brought them to the attention of the execs at Geffen. Which yeah. is nice. But I was going to say, I there are two names that I have not heard so far, and I can only assume that number one is... Number one is Michael and Carly. It has to be. Hear um, you, me. Michael. Hear you, me. Carly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Michael and Carly, the storied originators of the Weezer fan club. The talk about thank God for girls and... Girl power and <clears throat> sorry. Um, Talk about the band mattering to its fan base. Yeah. I mean, they Amy, really started everything. Please tell us why they're number yeah. one for you. Well, they're probably the smartest girls in Weezer history. And if it wasn't for them, we would not. I mean, I wouldn't know you two. There no. would be no fan club. Not at all. So without without them. Uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. The things uh, as we know them would not be happening. No, not at all. I mean, they're the great original organizers, and we're we're going to get into them very deeply uh, on yes. the next full episode. Yes, and I'm excited. Well, how do you feel about the song? I love I love this song. It's so it's such a sweet, sweet, honest song. The imagery in this song is beautiful. It really makes you feel that feeling you have about the best friend you had when you were 10. Yeah, it it's like a homey, comfy feeling for yeah. sure. And I like that it's simple. I've talked about the way that Rivers um, uses emotionality in his song and the pictures that he paints. Michael and Carly is one of the very, very top mm -hmm. examples of that. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. When he wants Absolutely. to be or wants that to yeah. happen. And this was written after it's they passed away, right? Uh, no, 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 no. It was written before they died. I always so, thought it was after because it has this real mournful quality to it. It has there's so much pain and emotion in the song. Huh. No, I think it's just you're 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 reading into it cuz you know. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right about that. What were you going to say, Amy? Um it was written before before they died. I read that on the Wikipedia and it was it was written like right before, so it was a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, foretelling of bittersweet. Their their foreshadow. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Foreshadow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, all I had. That story has a sad ending, but their legacy is not sad at all. I mean, right. They're so well remembered. Yes, it's true. Absolutely. And again, without them, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So uh, thank you, I mean, Michael and Carly. Exactly. Thank you. I, if you think about all of the women that have influenced, I mean, I think women are the primary influence of Weezer, but a lot of good women too, not just, you know, the ones that broke his heart. Not just hot ones. Not just hot ones, not just heartbreakers, but some real, I mean, that not only shaped a song or two, but shaped the tone of the band and the fandom, you know? Yeah, True. Well, 
Absolutely. I mean, if you look at this list alone, we have. And that's not even all of them, right? This is just. Yeah. I think these are the ones where it's by name. I I think there's more names, though. We'd have to look at all the the songs one day. Did you do all the names with women? Well, I looked through Wikipedia at all the songs. Oh, okay. Just checking. I feel like. This is what I found. All right. Well, you are missing one. What? My Eveline. Mmm. The lovely barbershop, 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 corset, <laughs> barbershop quartet. My Eveline, <laughs> my Eveline, say you'll be mine, <laughs> say you'll be mine. Oh my God, that song's amazing too. But I think that's just an old standard. I don't think that's about anybody. I think that was just uh, they did that for vocal warmups. Yeah, that do- that doesn't count. So you're not wrong, Amy. Well, thank you, well, Amy. And I, I will absolutely do a part two if we need to. If you find more, so- or if. Pacific Daydream has fantastic songs on it that are women-related, kind of like Mexican Fender. Exactly. Even though it doesn't mention her name in the title, per se, it still ca- there are plenty of songs that can kind of like still count, I think. It's definitely oh, about sure. the day that they spent. I mean, that is about his day with Katie, you know, but it's yeah. like a paraphrase. It's not, and it's like, um, yeah. it's not it? in a creepy way. Revisionist history of the day. Yeah. How he remembers it, I think too because you know maybe she remembers it differently yeah well amy thank you thank you for bringing all this to light absolutely it was so much fun i've missed you guys i know too too. and isn't it fun now that uh, things are going to be way more current than they've been yeah it's going to be great um what do you think about smart girls by the way since you're here smart girls i think is fine to that. You, you, smart girls. Why did it get really high? Yeah, that Your means that you're lying. Two octaves. Calm down, it's, Pinocchio. It's off, so here's the thing: it's off Hurley, which I really couldn't get behind a whole lot. I'm sure it's a fine album for itself. I just couldn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really heard and listened to Smart Girls that much. Okay. So I don't really. It's a fine. It's, it's a fine song. It's great. This sound, you have the exact same tone you have when a kid shows his parent a shitty drawing. It's good. It's really, your <laughs> composition is, it's good. I mean, it's, I, look, look at honey, that. you did a really mm-hmm. good job, honey. You're so good. <laughs> I'm also, you, you, do either of you watch Family Guy at all? Of course. Of course. Okay, so you know when there's several episodes when Stewie is talking and he ends everything in an in inflection? Yeah. The question, and his voice keeps getting higher. Yes. That's kind of how I feel about this song right now. I'm a little <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair. Okay, so you don't like Smart Girl? Stop lying to us. But do you like Mexican I Fender? I love Mexican Fender. Like I probably listened to that song more than I have Feels Like Summer. Okay. Uh, no, I you know, I me like too. This one actually, more than Feels Like Summer. I really like course, Feels Like right, Summer, but I, I've i th- thrown in the Mexican Fender as well into the new mix. Well, yeah, because Amy and I are the same person, by the way. I know. You guys don't know all we, the behind the really scenes, are. but she is living just the alternate reality version of my life, and I am living hers. It's true. Yep. We're the same person. That's why we were meant to do this podcast together. <laughs> we were meant to be on the air. Also, can I just mention how beautiful the artwork is for Pacific Daydream? Oh, like, so it evocative. Talk about don't building you want up a shirt? expectations. You and want assumptions. a shirt, don't you? 
I want a poster. I want a poster. Oh, want a yeah, yeah, yeah. Poster. I want everything. Everything. Like, this is my favorite artwork of Weezer so far. Um, I agree. It definitely uh, gives you an assumption of what the content is going to be. And Rivers has made his artistic intentions pretty clear. And I hope the, I hope the album qualifies. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to effing rock, man. Effing? Yeah. It's going to fucking rock. Fucking rock. Fucking, fucking rock, rock, dude. Well, by nature, rain. I'm not a big cusser, so I usually do say effing. That was one of the big uh, topic points when we were discussing actually doing the show. Like, she kind of interviewed me and, and chose me, like, Pikachu, to be her co-host. And I was like, well, I, are we going to, we're going to be like a cursy show or like a, like a medium cursing. So she's like, not so much cursing. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. In your mind, you, you said that. Yeah. I was like, she doesn't know me. I don't want to curse too much. I got some good going here. I, I curse when I get excited, but I'm just talking normal. I don't really, um, it's probably just training cause I have a kid and I have a job. So like I can't, but every, oh. like when I'm like excited, I was like, oh my God, Pacific Daydream, I can't wait. But she didn't curse, clearly. Well, you didn't but, curse at all, not once. I wanted to. Oh, Amy, did you get the bundle? Are you getting a bomber jacket? No. Uh, whatever. No. <laughs> you no. did get the um the clear and pink vinyl though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. Very exciting. Well, that's fine. You know what though, since we're not all getting the bomber jacket, I think I'm going to surprise my wife and get the size changed because she wants that jacket. That's a good idea. Yeah. She'll like it. Does it come with a shirt too? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and all right. The ba- and the pennant banner. I want that. The Weezer weirdos. I want, okay. I want to be a cheerleader for the Weezer, for the West Side weirdos for Halloween. Uh-huh. And like, just do my, do something fun. You'd have to know. be wearing a Marilyn Manson t-shirt sitting by yourself on the benches while all the people were having fun at the football game. <laughs> I'll have like one of the one contact in and like smear my face white and like oh my god shave part of that my head sounds awesome. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's been fun in the garage, Amy. We'll see you in see you in a couple weeks. Absolutely, woo, woo! All right, all right, Amy. Until thank you. Time. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Where did all these smart girls come from? Smart girls. Smart girls. Boy, that's a hell of a song, right? Oh, I forgot to mention how cool the guitar solo is in this one. It's a uh, good the, one. The guitar solo is pretty good, actually. It's very weezery, too. Super yeah. Wheeze. He does keep that pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm okay with that. I know the song didn't rate especially highly in the broad scheme of things i think it's pretty common knowledge now where this era rates but i still i was saying to you in in the break i still like the song like in spite of itself yes me too i think it's fun i like the the drum like the the beat it makes you want to like you know dance and it's catchy it is catchy i guess i like the song just not in the context of weezer which is idiotic because it's a weezer song but there it is that's the great the great mystery of being a Weezer fan, I guess. You all know. 
if you're yes. listening. Yes. Well, you but know. The, the important part is, though, that people probably do love this song. And we've said it before on the show that there's a group of people who it's probably their favorite album. Could be. And we're here for you, too. Yeah. If you disagree with us, we'd love to know. Or maybe you've never heard it before and now you're going to check it out and give it a chance. That is true. I think the first time Rachel listened to Hurley in its entirety was on her drive over here this morning. <laughs> no, but last <laughs> week, probably for, you know, it's probably been a really long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, Sorry, thank Hurley. you guys. Yes. As always, for listening, we love you yes, so thank very you much. Thank you so much. You can find us on social media at uh, www.weareweezer.com. We're on the Instagram and the Twitter. Um, coming up next, hopefully, we'll have a mini. Not sure, but it's going to be on the Future Scope with Juliet. Um, it is not going to be on the Future Scope trilogy because we did a whole episode about that. It's going to be on the mythology of we. Uh, everything will be all right in the end. Oh yeah, sorry. It's all right. Same we have thing. a we have a we have a billion <laughs> topics. It's not the same thing. We have a lot of topics and a lot of content. That's why it's funny. Yeah. Um, episode ten, a very special Michael and Carly. Be sure to send us your audio, please, and special fan club guest Eli. We kind of um, did a little run through with him and heard his story, and really excited to talk about it and talk with him and. I think you guys will like it. Thank you, Rick, for the sound. Of course. And until next time, we love you. We are Weezer. You are too. Adios. 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 I like Weezer.